Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. Our bit today comes from Philippians 4, verse 7, which says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And Tuesday, as open, bright, and sunshiny, Praise the Lord. What glorious summer weather we are having before the real summertime begins. I just hope that it will continue in a calm and balanced fashion, not in a topsy-turvy, unbalanced one. What with the problems that climate change is supposedly having on the current weather patterns? Now, that's why it's so important that we remember the faithfulness and steadfastness of our God. He never changes, but is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Unlike the vicissitudes of life, the unexpected changes of circumstances that have us so discombobulated, like, like flotsam in a storm. Our God is a pillar of steadfastness, a refuge in that crazy storm always there to help us whenever we cry out to him. And I do believe that this poem from our one-year book of Bible promises with writings by Ruth Harms Culkin describes too many of us supposed believers in the crazy, strife-filled world of today. It's aptly titled, What's Myself Doing to Myself? So please read with me. With childish intensity, she asked, what's myself doing to myself? I couldn't help but smile as she stood before the mirror, struggling so impatiently with a stubborn jacket zipper. But I'm not smiling now, Lord, as I pass by my own mirror and glance at the tension etching my somber face. I'm frightened, Lord. Her innocent question clutches me. What am I doing to myself? Frustrated, frantic, so often breathless, too many irons in the fire. What am I doing to my body, to my mind, my emotions? What am I doing to my family? What am I doing to your plan for my personal fulfillment? Why do I live like this, Lord? As though your world couldn't exist without me? Why do I so often tear myself from your control? Dear Lord, calm me. Pull me off the merry-go-round of convergent conflicts. Give balance to my boggled mind. This very hour, Lord, Infuse me with your poison power until my total self is submerged in you, in you yourself. Only then will I be free to be myself. And that's the gospel truth, my people. Only when we give ourselves entirely over, surrender ourselves completely to a good and wonderful God, can we ever be calm and free to be our true selves. Now, 
How many of us do see ourselves in that poem? Eh? Frustrated, frantic, too many hands in the fire, living like the world couldn't exist without us, allowing the vicissitudes of life to tumble us over and over, riding the merry-go-round that's so much a part of our world in these confused and contrary days. Too many of us, my brethren. That's why psychologists, psychiatrists, suppose stress relief providers and stress medications are having a heyday in our current society. It's why the number one disease and killer is stress, because we all are trying to multitask, do too many things at the same time, and thus do nothing properly or as well as we can. Why do you think the Lord only gave us two of everything here? Eh? Well, of most things, like hands, feet, ears, and eyes, because he did not think it necessary to give us more for what he had in mind for us. If he wanted us to be doing a multitude of things at the same time, he would have made us like cherubim and seraphims with plenty hands, feet, and eyes. But as always, we just like to invalidate God's master plan, thinking that our puny and finite minds can do better than his infinite wisdom and omnipotence. Unfortunately, though, friends, that's the furthest thing from the truth. And too many of us only realize that when life hands us plenty sour lemons at the same time, and we can't handle them, we can't make the proverbial lemonade. So in frustration and panic, we finally come to our senses and cry out to God for divine help. I guess it's only when we find ourselves completely maxed out at our lowest point that the thought of God enters our minds. But that's so unwise, my people. God should always be our first avenue for all our problems, desires, and whatever. Why wait until we hit rock bottom to turn to him eh? when, he have a when he has a marvelous plan in place for each of us where we just have to go to him and ask about it? That doesn't make sense at all. But we have been and possibly will always be stubborn, hard-headed beings, always wanting to do it our way until we find that our way isn't working. And a lot of the time and money we are spending on the shrinks and medication can be easily curtailed if we'll only wake up and follow the Lord's plan, his guidebook called the Bible. Just listen to the Bible verses associated with that poem. No? They come from Paul's epistle to the Philippians where he says, Be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep or guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Wow, what wonderful words of wisdom. 
Yes, friends, our God is always near. And we know those words too. We know them, but we don't practice them. And it me all it means is that we don't have to worry or be anxious about anything. However, as the scholars point out, this is no summons to irresponsibility or an invitation to dismiss legitimate concern. The solution to undue anxiety is prayer in everything, in any matter of life. The way to be free of anxiety is to be prayerful about everything. While God is eager to hear our requests, they are to be accompanied with thanksgiving. Yes, my fellow saints, our first response to any and everything should always be prayer with thanksgiving. In that way, the Lord will give us a tranquility of mind, freeing us from fear and worry while guarding our hearts and minds with a divine peace that's greater than our finite minds can understand. And it's not like we don't know it, friends, for it's all written there large in black and white. Jesus said it quite clearly. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And we know that comes from John 14, 27. But stubbornness, hard-headedness, and foolish pride stop us from going to God, the only one who always has our best interests at heart and can also solve all of our problems. But it's our terrible loss if we don't accept his invitation. However, for those of us who gladly accept it and try our best to do his will, let's go home declaring Yes, we spell declaring right today. <laughs> Let's go home declaring our Tuesday mantra, letting the whole world know to whom we belong, lock, stock, and barrel. So as one confident voice, in God's eyes, I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. That's who I am. No one can take that from me. I don't have to worry. I don't have to hurry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world. Amen. Now, friends, let's go out and do exactly that now. Share the amazing love and friendship of Christ with others so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. Much love. And the postscript for today says, the peace of the world can never match the peace of Christ. And that's the indisputable truth, my people. The world's peace <laughs> is nothing compared to the peace that Christ gives us when we accept him as Lord and Savior and try our best to live for him. So let's go out there and do that. Now let's be wise. Live for Christ. And we pray that. In his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.